Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith that is ultimately about inspiring hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this at mygatewayfellowship.com. I, uh, I came tonight with a pretty simple assignment to talk about the theme and the key word this month on WGTS, which is joy. I love WGTS and I love uh, the music. I love the heart and the spirit. I love the way they serve our city. Would you give a good hand to WGTS? Amen. It's a great honor and a thrill for us as Capital Churchers to be here tonight and join together with you on the Gateway Service. I love Chaplain Terry and Chaplain Pete. The whole gang is just, I don't know, I've not met a bad one yet. So if you've got one, I'd like to meet one, because i got some bad folks at the church, and I'll feel better if I know you got at least one bad one around here somewhere. <laughs> don't tell them I said there's some bad folks. I mean, I used to have some bad folks at the church. <laughs> I love the theme of joy. I brought uh, two best-selling books with me tonight. Um, this is the best-selling book of all time. I also brought um, the best-selling book right now in America, number one on the uh, New York Times bestsellers list. Anybody know what it is this week? Happy, happy, happy. happy. (laughs) Phil Robertson, the star of Duck Dynasty. Does anybody watch Duck Dynasty on A&E? Oh, folks, folks, folks. There's only a couple. you got to watch Duck Dynasty. That's all I'm going to tell you about that. It's on A&E, and it's really one of the most popular all kind of statistics on these. I don't, you can't see it from here. This guy looks like, I don't know, his beard is, goes all the way down. He looks like a mountain man. He's in garb. He's got a gun in his hand. Uh, he hunts ducks. That's what I tell you. Um, Born-again believer, strongly loves Jesus. His kids are continuing the business, and he's out preaching the gospel, but... The book is called Happy, Happy, Happy. I know part of the success of the book is because he's Duck Dynasty, he's the Duck Commander, and uh, they have a phenomenally successful TV program. But I think the other reason this book is doing so well is because of the title. If you walked in and saw a book said, Gloomy, 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 would you buy that book? You're not going to buy that book because we're attracted to happy. We're attracted to joy. And I, uh, when I found out the assignment was to talk about joy tonight, the first book I think of going to is certainly the Bible, but in the Bible, of all the books you can go to, Philippians is really the book on joy, because Paul is in the book of Philippians over and over and over again, he uses the word joy or rejoice, and it's the constant theme. I remembered it immediately when they said the theme is joy, would you speak about joy, pastor, I thought... I've got to go to Philippians. It's the first thing I learned in Bible college is that joy is the theme of the book. Second thing I learned in Bible college was Paul wrote it. Third thing I learned in Bible college was he was in prison when he wrote it. Now, come on, let's ask ourselves the question. How many of us could write a book on joy when we're in prison? How many of you have been really joyful when... Let me shake that a little bit. All right. Been really joyful when everything's gone wrong. Paul says in uh, chapter 1, he says, he's, he makes one little reference. He says, and the things that have happened to me, 
And listen, I, I thought, why stop there, Paul? Tell him how bad it's really been. You've seen the list, haven't you? You know, 99 times in shipwreck. It wasn't 99, but it was a bunch. 49 times. I, I got beat up. I got thrown out of town. I got stoned. I got abandoned by people who didn't like me. I even got abandoned by people who do like me. And Paul goes on and says, in spite of everything that's happening, you can continue to be joyful people. You can rejoice no matter who you are, where you are, or what's been happening to you. So our joy is not dependent on outside circumstances. You can be happy, happy, happy. You can be joyful, 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 no matter what's happening around you or even what's happening to you, because there's something happening inside of you that is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. I love the book of Philippians. And Paul, in chapter 1, and I was going to kind of go through, but I'm just going to summarize this pretty quick for us tonight. But if you look in chapter 1, he talks about three different things, and it really kind of sets the tone for the rest of the book. He says, the things that have happened to me, he mentions one of those. He says, in my chains, he was in a Philippian jail, or he he was in, not a Philippian jail, he was in jail writing to the Philippians, and he's got a Roman that's chained to him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They had to change the guard every six hours. Paul says, I'm here chained in prison But it's okay, you can still be happy when you're chained to somebody you don't like and somebody who doesn't like you. I'm not talking about marriage. Let's move on real quick. (laughs) Don't get any ideas on it. Don't you read anything in the sermon that I didn't say or God didn't say, all right? (laughs) So so Paul says there's three things, and he mentions three three different things. He says there's chains. And as he goes through this story, and you're going to see this over and over again, uh, but as he goes through the story, because I'm skipping three pages, we already saved 17 minutes right there. He said, I've got chains, and they said, I've got critics. There are people who are, they're really Christians, basically, but they're preaching against me. They're preaching Jesus, but they're preaching against me. They're preaching for God, but they're preaching against me. That even happens today, doesn't it? Oh, I'm Baptist, I'm Methodist, I'm Seventh-day, I'm Eighth-day. On and on and on. We have all these divisions. <laughs> We have all these divisions of, of, uh, how we say, you know, well, I, you know, I really have the, I have the truth. I, I grew up in a, I'm Pentecostal. So, uh, I didn't bring any snakes or anything with me tonight, but, um, <laughs> I grew up Pentecostal and, uh, and, and we would say this. I heard this when I was a kid and, and so I thought that's, that, boy, we, we really got, we would say, we are a full gospel church. In other words, the other ones weren't. We got the full gospel. We want the, we got the whole gospel. And I always, I thought Catholics weren't saved. I thought if you're Presbyterian, you weren't really saved. You thought you were, but you weren't. <laughs> Baptists, I knew they weren't because, you know, some of them smoked and so they couldn't be. Um, <laughs> but, so, but because we were full gospel, we had it all. We had the Holy Ghost and we knew about all the gospel. So, so I grew up with this, and, and Paul's saying, yeah, I got some people who are really for Jesus, but they're really against me. So he had chains, he had critics, and then he was always in crisis mode, the things that have happened to me. So there's stuff happening in my life all the time. And you read his life. This is not a tour book of somebody really enjoying great crusades around the world. He would go into a city, preach the gospel, 
hundreds would get saved or perhaps thousands were never told the numbers. A whole city would turn to Christ, but then somebody would get mad at him and before long there was a lynching party or a stoning and he had to be driven out of town. And it happened over and over again. So three things that you see in Romans 1 is he just kind of sets up this book. You can be joyful no matter what's happening. If you're chained, you're restricted. There are things you can't do, places you can't go. And isn't that what happens to us when when there's things that happen to us and we can't get where we want to go, we lose our joy. When we're, and I'll say this carefully again, but when we're chained to somebody that we don't like or that doesn't like us, we lose our joy. When we're restricted from full activity, going where we want to go, doing what we want to do, we lose our joy. When our boss doesn't treat us like we want to be treated or give us the raise that he promised, we, we lose our joy because we're restricted. We have something holding holding us back. A lot of people will give you a list of the people who are holding them back. I want to tell you, if God is your guide and he is your savior, nobody can hold you back from what God intends for your life. So your joy doesn't have to be dependent on who likes you or who doesn't like you. He said, I've got my chains and I've got my critics. I, I like this when, when, when you, you're looking at Paul's life and, and I, I don't know that this happened. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. It didn't, but I'd like to see, I'd like you to see this little scene that happened in heaven. It's an imaginary scene because there's nowhere in scripture, so I can't back it up. But one day there was this imaginary thing that happened in heaven. God, God, <laughs> God is all powerful and he's, he's without, you know, beginning of days or ending of days, so he can do anything he wants to do. And he, he's a great time machine. He can go from there to there. And so he got everybody he was ever going to use and he had a meeting in heaven. So the guys who were going to be used Old Testament and the guys who used New Testament, he got them all together before it all happened. You're a little worried about me now, aren't you? Where's <laughs> Where is he getting this theology? I said it's imaginary meeting. All right, so, so he gets them all. He's got, he's got Moses, and he's got Samson, he's got Joshua, he's, he gets Paul, he gets Peter, he gets the whole gang. And they're all there. And he says, here's how I'm going to use you, and here's what I'm going to give you to do what I need you to do. <laughs> so they're all excited. He says to, to Moses, Moses, I'm going to give you a rod. It's going to be a miracle rod. I mean, you throw this thing down, turn it into a serpent, you pick it back up. This is going to be an amazing thing. Moses says, whoo, love it, love it. He turns to David and says, David, here, I want to give you a sling. David's sling? Yeah, but David, this sling is a better sling than you've ever seen before. David, this sling is going to kill a giant. David's like, ooh, I like this. Hey, Joshua, I'm going to give you courage. Courage, I love courage. Okay, I got courage. Samson, I'm going to give you supernatural strength. Okay, God, this is good, this is good. Uh, all right, and Solomon, oh, yeah, Solomon, I'm going to make you really wise and really rich. And everybody said, we'd like that one. <laughs> and, then, and then he moves on from the Old Testament, he comes to new. Then Paul, Paul's ready. Let's see, rod, miracle rod, I mean supernatural strength, courage, uh, wise and wealthy. And so he can't imagine, this stuff's getting better all the time. Paul, yes sir, Lord, here I am, I'm your man. Paul, I'm going to give you something special, you're going to use this, it's going to be, bring me glory and you're going to be joyful because of it and in, spite, in, in all that's happening around you. What are you going to give me, God? I'm going to give you chains. How many at that time are going to say, let's switch with David? <laughs> we ain't going to do this, Lord. We, we, no. Paul, you get chained. And I want to see if you can be joyful when there's things you can't do and places you can't go, things you really want for your life, but I'm not going to let you do those. See, Paul was passionate about preaching out of first missionary journey, second missionary. You see him just going around the world. It's like, guy's crazy in evangelizing. 
And the one place he really wanted to go was Rome. He said it three different times in his writings. I want to preach the gospel in Rome. So here's his, and he feels like God's calling him. And God said, anybody ever feel like God said you're going to do something and it hadn't happened yet? Anybody in the room? I'm going to do this for you, do this for you, do this with you, do this through you. And it hasn't happened yet. Paul was one of those guys. He had this vision, this passion. I am going to preach in Rome. Felt like he had the assurance of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to preach in Rome one day. So he, so he keeps waiting. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen. I'm going to go be a Roman. Uh, I'm going to do a, a great crusade in Rome. I'm going to have thousands come. We're going to rent this Colosseum. And this is going to be really good. I'm going as a preacher to Rome. You know how he went to Rome? Not as a preacher. He went as a prisoner. As a prisoner. Okay, Paul, this is the day you're going to head for Rome. Good, good, good. What's going to happen? How am I going to get there? Well, I'm going to bring soldiers over today. No, God, that's really... Oh, you mean an escort? No, no, no. They're, They're going to arrest you. Okay, if that's what it has to be, I'll do that. But you sure got, yeah, yeah, I'll work for it. Okay, God, I, I got it. I'm going to go as a prisoner. But you're going to do a miraculous thing. I'm going to get over there. Chain's going to fall off. And everybody's going to love me. And the crusade's going to start. And the Colosseum's going to be full. And we're going to have a great time. No, well, just work with me on this, Paul. So he goes to jail. But he knows they're going to come the next morning and let him out. You know, and, and take him, though a prisoner, they're going to take him to Rome. Two years in a jail in Caesarea Philippi. Two years. Oh, <laughs> every day. God, when are we going to Rome? Well, you'll get there. Can you be joyful when you're not where you want to be? And not doing what you want to do? And not even doing what I said I was going to let you do? Can you still be joyful? Oh, okay. So you learn joy. Okay, I got it now. God said, I think you do. You're, you've been a happy prisoner. Happy, happy, happy. It's a book title. <laughs> so now he starts for Rome on a ship. Anybody want to know what happened to the ship? Finally, out of jail, he gets to go to Rome, and he got shipwrecked. Ended up staying on, number one, the shipwreck is bad enough, and he'll get the best description of a shipwreck you've ever received. Titanic is nothing compared to what happened on that ship. Amazing story. And finally, they're rescued. I mean, he's rescued. It's only the hand of God that saves him. He knows that everybody knows it. Now he's on the island. And sure enough, the next day, there's nobody coming to take him on to Rome. He stayed there three more months. Do you lose your joy when it takes three months for God to do what he promised you he's going to do? Or two years for God to do what he's promised? See, maintaining joy, even though you haven't realized the promise, or reached the destination that you've intended or God has intended for your life. Three months on Malta. And then finally he goes to Rome, but he's still a prisoner. And they change guards every six hours. And so every six hours he gets a new guy to preach to. He's not preaching to crowds in the Colosseum. He's doing one-on-one with Jesus and maintaining his joy. Wow. Okay. Let's skip a whole lot more. I'm going to give you four things. They should be on PowerPoint, but I didn't bring a PowerPoint. And here's what I want you to, I want you to skip ahead to Philippians and promise me you're going to read it. Everybody say, I promise. I, promise. I will read Philippians 4. God heard you. God knows, even if you didn't mean it. Now you got to do it because God heard it and you made a promise. All right. Uh, Philippians 4. I'm going to give you four really things and we're gone. All right. Because I want to honor the time. 
verse 4 of chapter 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Repeat it with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and thanksgiving, uh, with everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things, i got to get it closer, whatever things are lovely and whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue in anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We'll give you four things and we're done and you're out of here. Here we go. But you got to remember them. Now, what was it? Rejoice in the Lord always, right? So if we're going to rejoice, if we're going to have joy, here's four ways to keep your joy. Number one, pr- worry about nothing. Worry about nothing. Be anxious for how many things, does it say? Be anxious for nothing. So you got to worry about nothing. How many things are you worried about right now? And how's that working out for you? How many times have your worry changed the situation? Hasn't changed it. You know what it does? Worry steals your joy. It does nothing to change the situation. So why worry? See, Paul says, rejoice again. I say rejoice. And then he tells you how you're going to be able to do that. If you worry, you're not going to rejoice. It's not going to happen. You're not going to do both. You're going to worry or you're going to rejoice. You're not going to rejoice while you're worrying. See, some people, some people, they get angsty if you're not worried. I, I, I don't know anybody like that who would ever worry that you're not worried. But I've heard of spouses sometimes who'll say, aren't you worried about this? And the other say, no, I'm not worried. And the spouse said, well, you should worry about this. I, I, I've, heard about, I've heard about spouses like that. Right? I, don't, I don't know any like that. Worry about nothing. Number two, pray about everything. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer, with supplication, let your request be made to God. So number one, we're going to what? Worry about nothing. We're going to pray about everything. There's nothing too small to pray about. Now I hear the stories about people praying about a parking space. I I don't know about that one. I prayed and and a space opened up. I don't know if it's God or just... Good timing. If you want to pray about parking space, do it. But I think there's a lot more things you could probably pray about. But pray about everything. And if you want to pray, you got permission biblically to pray about parking spaces, so go ahead. I don't, I'm not going to send you to hell for that. I've got to do something to this. Um, I'm moving around too much, I think. So here we go. All right? It's my sign to be done. So I'm going to worry about nothing. I'm going to pray about everything. And we can do a long list, but prayer has done amazing things, hasn't it? Amen. You look through the scriptures. Prayer, prayer stopped the sun. Prayer made the sun stand still. Prayer rolled up the Red Sea like just it's an amazing story. Just review in your own mind the things that have happened as a result of prayer. So worry about nothing, pray about everything, and then watch what he says. Be anxious for nothing but everything with prayer and thanks, supplication with thanksgiving. So thank God in all things. 
How are you going to rejoice again? Rejoice. How are you going to never lose your joy? Pray, worry about nothing, pray about everything, and thank God in all things. Everybody say it. Thank God in all things. How many things? What's going wrong in your life now? Thank God in the middle of it. You don't have to thank him. Oh, God, thank you this came to me. But thank you, Lord, that in this you are working for my good. And though enemies come against me and the world starts shaking around me, I believe you're still God. And I thank you for being there with me in the middle of the storm. So worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Thank God in all things. And then... And then he finishes out, and finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely and good report, if there's any virtue, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So number one, we're going to what? Worry about nothing. We're going to pray about And we're going to thank God in. And we're going to think about the right things. Here we go again. Worry about Pray about, thank God in, and think about the... If you do that, your joy will be full. You'll have a great day. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.